On today's Family Chatters, we celebrate Columbus Day, Myrtle Urkel gets into a boxing match, plus our old friend Azdrubal Cabrera comes back for a very special announcement. All of that is happening right now, so put down whatever you're holding and pick up headphones and plug them in and listen to this podcast. Days go by, the bigger love of the family. Hey, yo, everybody, and welcome to Family Chatters, the show, the podcast, the myth, the legend, all of those things. I'm Chris McCarthy, your host uh, for another episode of Fam Chat. Hope you brought your funny bones, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope you're going to laugh. <laughs> right? I think so. Isn't that what you do with funny bones? You get them tickled, and then uh, and then you laugh a lot. Yes. Um, that was a uh, band leader of Family Chatters, JulianMorena.com, with his theme, uh, and his website is uh, Facebook.com slash AJulianMorena.org. I've made it virtually impossible for anyone to actually find his website. I'm discovering. I keep saying it differently. I say his name wrong. I say the website wrong. So if you're on the internet and you happen upon it, check it out. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. I've been there numerous times, and what a talented man. Really? Have you been to that website? No, of course not. Oh, okay. So let's talk about my guest today, and I say guest singular because uh, we only have one guest, and his name is Jason Ferraro. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing fine. This is nice that it's just the two of us and Oliver Cat. It, is. Kat it and- is just the two of us, as Will Smith uh, would often say. Yes. Um, we were supposed to have a, another guest, and we got stood up, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. Uh, not, and, and, you know, it was for good reason, but still, fuck that other guest, right? Sure, of course. Um, have you ever been stood up, Jay, um, on, a, on a date or on a podcast? Or, yeah, uh, in real life, someone stood me up once. Um, I was going to pick her up on a date, and as I was on the way over there, she told me not to come because it turned out that she found out that I had been lying to her the whole time, that I told her I was older and I was in college. She was a freshman in college, and I told her I was as well, but I was really just um, in between the year, senior year of high school and college. So I don't know if I was stood up more as being called out <laughs> for being a liar. Yeah, that's not the same. Different. Being stood up means you were waiting for someone and yeah. they never showed up. Not that you were living a lie. Right. Okay, so it's different. So you're a creep. All right. Uh, so thanks, Jay, for being here. And also, side note, we're recording. I'm not going to release it today, but we're recording it on Columbus Day. Whoa. One of my all-time favorite holidays. Um, we always gather around the Columbus Day tree mm-hmm. and sing our favorite Columbus Day carols. Oh, Columbus Day. Oh, oh Columbus, Columbus Day. You, you are a bad pirate. You came to America. See what I'm saying? Oh, right. You, you took all the land. land. Oh, Columbus Day. Oh, Columbus Day. You, you were a bad pirate. Uh, so, Jay, thanks for being here on this oh. on this Columbus Day. Well, thanks for having me. Um, what, do you have any favorite Columbus Day movies that you like to watch? Yeah, I mean, there's this one Columbus Day movie that I really enjoy with Vin Diesel and Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. What um, is that? Well, both of them are on a transcontinental flight, 
and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose on the plane. You're talking about terrorists. You're talking about snakes. You're talking about oh. a, um, a disease that breaks out in the same fashion of that movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and R- Rene Russo. So all these things happen on Columbus Day, Jason Statham and Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. and they just bring the house. They team up together. They don't know each other right. at first. At first. But if they come together and they take everything down, and you know who the pilot was, the bad guy? Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus was played by Gary Oldman. Wow. Yeah. So Columbus, Christopher Columbus is the pilot of yes. this uh, character. Is Christopher Columbus, is he like a time traveler, I, I assume? You know what? It's, it's a distant, distant relative. They don't really touch upon it. They kind of just graze over it. So the movie's called Columbus Day. Yeah. And the pilot of the plane where this outbreak happens and there's terrorists and what else? Um, animals, snakes. snakes. Yeah. Uh, so all of that's going on. The pilot of this airplane happens to be a distant relative of Christopher Columbus. They don't really touch on it, but the movie's called Columbus day because it happens on Columbus day. Correct. Okay. Great. And the chameleon Gary Oldman is just fantastic. And now is he dressed like an old timey kind of, uh, see, uh, no, no, he's just you know not a sea captain, uh, not a pirate, just you know dressed like a uh, a pilot in 2015. Wow, that must be very tough for him to play. I would imagine so, and he's played them all. Uh, and so later in the show, also we have a, another guest. I know I said there's only two of us here. What? There actually is another person coming who's going to be on the show. Uh, 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 fan favorite, friend of the show. He's been on a couple times. The actor as Drupal Cabrera will be Ooh. here to uh, tell us what he's been up to. So we will find out uh, a little later, but we're not here just to talk about all that other bullshit. We're here to talk about uh, family matters. We season have to. nine. We have to, I know I would love not to, but unfortunately we do have to by law talk about family matters. Okay. So, uh, so here we go. Family matters season nine, episode 16, episode 208 of the series. It is called whose man is it anyway? The synopsis is Myrtle Urkel is back and she decides to challenge Eddie's girlfriend Greta to a boxing match. Meanwhile, 3J begins asking questions about his biological mother, prompting Carl and Harriet to track the woman down. So this episode, I I would just like to start by saying has has two plot lines, which I just mentioned, one of which is way too serious for for this uh, sitcom at this point. And one of which is way too outrageous. Well, one has Steve Urkel in a dress fighting somebody in a boxing ring. Right. And the other one has um, CJ inquiring about his 3J, biological, yes. 3J, 2K, whatever, yeah. uh, his biological mother. So they yeah. go really heavy on it this one. Very and heavy. They go really silly. Yes. Let's start actually with Eddie's uh, storyline. I say it's Eddie's storyline. It's not really. No. It's Myrtle's storyline. It begins uh, Laura Winslow and Greta, who is Eddie's girlfriend, who has not been in an episode for like 10 episodes at least. She's sitting there with Laura like their best buds. Myrtle Urkel comes in to the room and she is dressed uh, ridiculously, you know, in a big and a crazy looking dress. She's always dolled up. Uh, She's uh, trying to go for this southern debutante type of look. And... uh, then just a reminder for you folks at home. This is Jaleel White and drag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a woman, not a real woman. No. So she comes in and her and we're supposed to just know that there's a, a history with her and with Myrtle and Greta, Eddie's girlfriend, that they don't like each other. It's not apparent, but they come in yelling at each other. 
So Myrtle walks in, Greta gets up, they start going at it, they start insulting each other, they start wrestling at one point, like yeah. actually trying to physically harm each other. And Laura Winslow says, for pretty much no reason, she goes, you guys should have a boxing match. Yeah, and then they have a boxing match. Yes, so. and that is the extent of the thought I think the writers uh, of this episode took to this to this plot. They were like, let's see, what could we do? Oh, how about Myrtle comes back and fights Eddie's... Uh, Eddie's girlfriend in a boxing match. And they're like, sure. Why would they do that though? Oh, Laura just suggests it at some point and they all agree. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. box. Let's box it out. Let's figure it out. Now, Myrtle is wearing a, a cow pattern dress. Yeah, she, but it's a, it's a cow pattern and also bright yellow. Which bright is yellow. Um, they start calling each other chicken. And the word heifer is used a lot this episode. And mm-hmm. I assume the word heifer, and I, I don't know the definition, I thought that was a derogatory word. I thought maybe... You couldn't say the word heifer on oh. Friday night television. Oh no no no! You think it's like a like a really bad word like fuck or jizz? Well, I wasn't putting it on the same level as jizz, but I just what thought, level would you would you have thought it was? I mean, even in the same vein of just calling someone a whore, and you're talking oh, about Friday yeah. night TGIF lineup. I yeah. imagine you couldn't say whore or jizz. Well, no, you definitely cannot say whore. Okay. They say jizz a lot, I'll be honest. There's a lot of yeah. jizz talk going on in these episodes. But on this show, they do say heifer. I don't think heifer is actually that bad of a word. A heifer literally is a cow. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I might I might just be making that up. Okay. I think a heifer is a is a type of cow. Oh, so then it makes a lot of sense because she's dressed she's like dressed a cow. She's dressed like one, yeah. And you know, it's the I only don't, thing that makes sense in this episode. I don't know if it's true or not that a heifer is a cow, but I'm I'm saying that okay. right now and I'm standing by it. Sure. So if you want to prove me wrong, people at home, America, don't even bother. Let me ask you something about yes. the people at home in America yeah, and everything do. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've become a internet sensation hosting this podcast. People uh, know yes. who you are now. Oh, of course. Um, so what does that mean to you now that your celebrity is on the rise? Well, you know, when when you get, I like how this has turned. Now you're interviewing me. This That's is right. kind of weird. Uh, but when you're, when you release a podcast and it's being listened to by literally a hundred of people. Right. And I say that because it's very close to 100 people, I think, tune into this. Not quite a hundred, but <laughs> close. But when you have that many people, think about how many people that is. It's a lot. I mean, if we were to count to a hundred right now, it would take a, a minute or two. And I wouldn't want to do it. No, I don't either. It's, it's too much to count to mm-hmm. in, 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 uh, on, on the air. But anyway, when you have that many people, you know, actively listening and knowing and, and getting obsessed with you, it's yeah. tough. It's tough to live your life. I go outside. I get hounded. Um, what about the women? Has I mean, has Erica gotten used to the idea of panties being sent here in the mail and Erica McCarthy, panties my wife, left at the doorstep? And yeah, no, there's pa- being- she, yeah, no, there's panties coming down the chimney. There's panties yes. being stuffed in our in our. <laughs> mailbox in our mailbox right we i get emailed panties sometimes just photos of them that's awesome stock photos though to like getty images okay uh which is kind of weird she's not happy about it okay but you know at the end of the day she needs to just like shut up she signs those family chatters checks yeah she does yeah and when they come rolling in i go hey sweet cheeks yeah you you want to complain about the panties all over the house <laughs> take a look at this yeah and I hold up. It's a giant check, like Publishers Clearinghouse, seventy-five cents for seventy-five cents, and I yeah. don't even know why I'm being sent that. I don't even know who's sending it to me or what. Yeah, 
To answer your question, yes. Oh, good. Yes, yes. I'm I'm enjoying my celeb- my newfound celebrity. That's wonderful. Um, where were we? Um, we were talking about the oh peppers. Eddie. Ed, yeah, so Eddie's girlfriend and uh, Myrtle, they want to fight. Laura's like, "Why don't you have a boxing match?" And they say, "Okay." Oh, and oh, and there are stakes involved. By the way, I should say if and they 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 set these stakes. They go. Uh, Myrtle says, "If I win the boxing match, I get to take." Eddie out on a date and you have to drive the limo Greta his girlfriend okay oh so, and she's gonna leave the partition down and yeah, she goes and I'm gonna leave the privacy screen down while I fuck him in the back seat yeah and you have to just be okay with this and and Eddie by the way does not get a say I guess in this they don't he, even like he goes along with it eventually but no one consults him no like why he has to agree to this I guess a part of him I bet likes it because you know he's a sick fuck. Yeah, you think he wants to to like get down and dirty with with Myrtle in front of his girlfriend? Oh, absolutely. There's no question oh, that really? that dude wants to do that. See, oh, okay. I'm not that type. Okay, people have asked me to swing. People have asked you're me not to do the weird type things. to fuck a man and drag in a limo and while your wife drives the limo. I didn't say all that. Oh. What I said was so you are that type. I'm that type, but I'm not the type to. Uh, yeah, right. Of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And then the, the other thing, so that's if Myrtle wins. If Greta wins, Myrtle has to leave uh, Illinois <laughs> forever, mm-hmm. right? She needs to leave and never come back. She needs to go back to Mississippi and never return, which is also not something you can make a person do. No. You can't just be like, well, uh, officer, we boxed and I won. So now she has, to, she cannot legally come into the state of Illinois. I don't think that would hold up. It wouldn't hold up in a courtroom, no way. And I've seen a lot of courtroom dramas. Yeah, Night Court. Night Court, The Judge, Christopher Columbus Day 2, which takes place in a courtroom. Yes, well, of course, that's a courtroom Because you drama. find out that Jason Statham actually was a lawyer in his you know, day job. <laughs> that's the twist ending. You find out Jason Statham was a lawyer the whole time. That's right. And then that it ends on that note when you're like, oh my God, a lawyer on yeah. an airplane? And that's then right. I, and then the sequel obviously is is a is a trial. Well, he has to defend Vin Diesel because Vin Diesel goes on trial because of the fact that people actually don't like the way he saved the day and they, you know, it's it's yeah. they don't like the way he saved the day that he had to kill uh, multiple people to right. do it and, and children and and all the snakes, you know, all, the you know, all the native americans. Right. Right. There was a lot of native americans being murdered in in that movie on the airplane. Well, they were on their way to a powwow. Yeah, the plane was heading to a powwow. Right. Right. Also, kind of like the sixth sense, where you find out at the end that Bruce Willis's character was a lawyer the whole time. Right, yeah, he was just a lawyer. Threw me for a loop, I'll tell you. You know that movie got ruined for me before I saw it in the theater. Me too. Um, that happened to me too. Get someone, out of here. Yeah, someone told. I was on the phone with someone. Uh, what, you know, back when you had to talk on telephones to communicate yeah. with people, and uh, and and this was a landline telephone as well. It had a cord attached to it. We used to, to talk on a landline phone. Sure we did, yeah. Be like, hey, the Yankees are playing tonight. Yeah, and, and I'd be like, yep. Yep, and my pee-pee is in yeah, my pants. Easy. Wait, <laughs> did I ruin it for you? What? The the ending of The Sixth Sense? No, well, no, no, no. I was on the phone with someone else, Okay. and they were like talking about it, and it had just come out, and I didn't see it, and they were like, yeah, yeah and I can't believe he's dead, and we're ruining it right now for someone maybe who hasn't seen it. He's dead, yeah, the, actually, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis's character is dead. Jimmy Prescott ruined it for me in high school. Why don't you tell the folks at home who that is? Uh, someone we went to high school with. I okay, don't know. Good. He worked yep. at Subway, I remember. Yeah, just some guy. And he also won the award for most days 
in attendance or something. He never had an absent. He was never absent. Uh, right. Yeah. Why do I remember all that? I, I don't know. I do too. Um, well, you remember it because he ruined the sixth sense for you. Son of a bitch. So, well, let's cut to the boxing match. Uh, it, 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 you know, there's no lead up. I thought there was going to be like a training scene where like Eddie has yeah. to train Greta or something. No, it cuts right to the boxing match and they just get right into boxing. Uh, so the boxing just starts and, and Myrtle's got a, got a whole team of people with her. She comes into a song that is similar to, um, uh, it's like a sound alike of eye of the tiger. Uh, and she's got a, like trainers and they've got jackets with her face on them. And, uh, and they start boxing. And by the way, Eddie Winslow is there. And I would love to use this. I haven't been able to use my Eddie Winslow uh, uh, song yet. So let's hear that it's for when Eddie comes in. I'm Eddie. I thought I was too old to get a woman pregnant, but I accidentally impregnated a prostitute. So <laughs> that's the Eddie song. And I should mention that did not happen in this episode. It has nothing to do with that. Um, but so this boxing match that takes place. Yes. For the audience at home, Chris, um, yes. who will never see this episode, who never should see this episode, the boxing match for as long as you think it should be, it goes on way too long, way too long. You would think maybe a minute, two minutes of this episode would be dedicated to the actual act of boxing. So they box for three rounds. Yeah. And eventually they knock each other out. They both pass out. Yep. And Laura has a line where she goes, uh, well, oh, well, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, I guess that's just what happened. And then the, that is how the, the main part of the episode ends. And it was weird. And you pointed this out and I agreed. The credits come up at that point. You're like, whoa, that felt really long, but also the episode's over already. Yeah. How did that happen? We didn't even get to the other storyline about 3J, which we're going to, which was really like, this is the emotional point of the episode. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, Reginald does some of his best acting in this episode. I'm sorry. Against who? Who? His name's Reginald. Reginald what? I don't know. My real name is Reginald Bell Johnson. Ah, I mean, if it was this Reginald isn't the Bell best Johnson. podcast on the internet, I don't know what is. I Certainly not any of the other 10 million podcasts that exist. <laughs> this is definitely the best one. Hashtag serial podcast. Reginald does some of his finest acting throughout this episode, um, having to deal with a very serious subject matter against the very silly show. But the serious th- subject matter is that 3J comes in uh, and, and is, uh, asks about his mom. And he goes, he comes in and, and Carl and, and New Harriet are there. And New Harriet is still just as bad as she ever was. And, and, and as we all know, she's actually a uh, skinwalker from an alternate dimension who came and took over the old Harriet's body. It's called mailing it in. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't buy anything she's saying at any point no. at all. Yeah. And it's terrible. Yes. And you actually pointed out that uh, you think Carl or Reginald Vell Johnson. Who? My real name is... Reginald Bell Johnson. There will come a point where that is overused, but we're not there yet. So, uh, oh, Harriet. So, yeah, you pointed out that you thought Carl was saying her name more than was natural because to reiterate that it was Harriet. So, if you just turned it on, you're like, yeah. who the fuck is he talking to? And he's like, I don't know, Harriet. I think we might have to do something about this, Harriet. What do you think, Harriet? Yeah, you're right, Harriet. Right, because a, a new viewer would who missed the last two episodes would just turn it on and be like, "That's not Harriet." No, but 
if he keeps saying her name, it becomes true. This Harriet has zero charm, yep. um, has no wit, has no comedic timing, and no. looks like she's reading cue cards. She might be. They don't even give her like funny lines. Like they don't even throw jokes her way. She's just there to like say something, like agree with Carl on something. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know, Harriet. I, I I just don't know what to do. She's like, I know. So three J wants to know what's going on with his mom, and Carl, you know, doesn't have the heart to tell him that he has no idea who his mom is. And Carl says, eventually he goes, uh, uh, maybe I'll try to find your mom for you. Three J's like, that'd be great. Find my mom. Carl, uh, eventually does find his mom off camera. They don't show that part. He comes back to new Harriet and because says, it would have to be in the living room. That right. Conversation. Yeah. Would have only, to be yeah they, the they already room. sprung for the boxing uh, ring. Yeah. The gym set this episode. They weren't going to throw another whole thing in there. Uh, so he goes, uh, he comes home to Harriet and says, I found, um, I found three J's mom. Turns out she's a deadbeat drug addict who uh, who gave him up for adoption, and uh, you know she actually doesn't want anything to do with him. So I can't tell him that. That's that'd be fucked up. But also I don't want to lie to him. So what do I do? What do I do, New Harriet? And she goes, I don't know. And then she walks out of the room. Yes, and that's the last time you see her. <laughs> right. Um, you know the thing is, is that I get it. He the kid wants to see his real mom, but did we need to know about it? Did we need to really dive into this, you know, character that's like tenth removed from well, being of? It's a good point. So this is the really the uh, very uh, maybe the most serious, yeah, uh, emotional um, uh, plot line so far of the season, right? Yeah. So and it involves three J, who's not in every episode. He hasn't actually been in one. I would say in seven to ten episodes. Wow. And Carl doesn't go. Three uh, J, where have you been? Wait, 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 who are you? He goes, yes, little boy who's always here. I'll find your mom. So apparently he's a foster kid. <laughs> so finally, so then, then it ends with uh, with with a diner scene, right? They cut to from Carl saying, "I don't know what to do," and then they go to the whole boxing thing and they box for two hours. It cuts to a diner scene, and Carl is sitting across from Three J at a diner, and a waitress comes over with like coffee or whatever. And you know immediately when this happens, the waitress is his mom, right? Like I, I think we all saw that coming. Um, or were you surprised? But this episode has a twist ending. Isn't that weird? We're just talking about twist endings. Yeah. The waitress turns out to be a lawyer. Wow. Um. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. Uh, you know, they didn't get me. They, they didn't, didn't get, get me, Chris. They didn't get, they you. didn't get me. They've gotten me many times on the program, but uh, this time, not with this one. I outsmarted them. Uh, so the waitress drops off like a coffee or whatever and walks away and Carl goes, I have some bad news, 3J. Your mom, uh, I, 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 I think we should not look for your mom, actually. I think we should wait till you're old. You're really nine years old. You're just a, a lad. Uh, let's wait until you're a little older and then find your mom. 3J's like, um, okay, whatever. He goes, but I do have good news. And the good news is we're adopting you officially. Come here, son. I'm your new dad. Yeah. And then uh, he runs over and hugs him. He's like, oh, cool, dad. And then they hug and it's very emotional. Um, yeah, it gets emotional for a second. You know, I had to wipe a, uh, a little moist area of my eye when, when this took place. Just because you Reginald, were bawling, I would say. Well, I mean, just Reginald just sells it so well. Yeah. You know, you buy it. He's wearing this great plaid shirt. You never get to see him in plaid. Fantastic plaid shirt. Um, just like the, you know, Earl wears in Dinosaurs. Um, Great comparison, by the way. Thank you. 
it's, Earl Sinclair of dinosaurs, of as course, we all know. Yes, of course. And um, yeah, you know, and once his mother sees, gets to see his son and see how Carl takes care of him, it's a lovely moment. Carl sends 3J off uh, after they embrace. Um, and he says, hey, go get a gumball, kiddo, which is a weird, like, kids don't go buy gumballs in 1998, do they? I mean, no, I don't think it was juicy fruit and the striped gum. The striped gum with the uh, giraffe is what we were chewing. Yeah, I don't think, I feel like that would have been too much of a product placement if they said that. Oh, go sure. get some juicy fruit on me. Right. Um, so he goes to get a gumball and the waitress comes over and it, Carl has to pay the bill. And he goes, uh, he goes, here you go. And she's like, thank you. Carl for letting me see my son 3J. She she has to explain it because not everyone's as smart as us right, and they couldn't course. just pick up on it. She has to actually explicitly say I am his mom. Yeah. And she looks like she has everything together in her life which makes yeah. all the sense in the so world. So he's talking all this trash about her in the previous scene about how she was a drug addict and she's not well enough to to like take on the responsibility of seeing even meeting her son. And this woman seems to have her shit together. She's yeah. got a job. She's a waitress. She's she looks like put together. She doesn't look all fucked up and like you know. No. She's got makeup on. She's got her hair done. Why 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 not meet your son? Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, obviously he's the bastard son of Scottie Pippen. Um, oh, is this a fan theory or is this true? Um, I'm gonna say fan theory. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Scotty Pippen banged this waitress who was all up on heroin, and then CJ2K popped out, <laughs> and now he lives at the police chief's house. Wait, I can't wait to find to see the episode where he finds out Scotty Pippen's is real dead. Scotty Pippen shows up mm-hmm. with Grandma Ma, of course, played well, by Larry Johnson. Grandma Ma was on an episode of Family Chatters, <laughs> Family Matters, <laughs> fuck, not the podcast. Oh man, I That'd wish awesome. I had Grandma Larry Johnson on this. Uh, you can get Grandma on. You can get Grandma on. Larry Johnson be a little tougher. I think he would only do the character Grandma Not he wouldn't be himself. Yeah. Okay. But I think look, Jaleel White, you're listening. I know you are. Chris loves you. This is all about you and everyone else. Come on the show, and and I would just if you you know just come on the show, Jaleel. Jay is appealing to you. Yes. I am I am putting it out there as well now, officially. I'm yeah. officially requesting your presence on Family Chatters before it ends. It's almost over, by the way. Yeah. We have only a few episodes left, Jaleel White. I, I have tweeted at him before, uh, and he has never acknowledged it. And Jaleel, look, this isn't just poppycock. I watched last season the episode of Castle, and you knock it out of the park, friend. You knock it out of the park in that episode, and Chris knows I'm a Castle fan. Big I, Castle fan. I binged three episodes of Castle yesterday eating cider donuts. I'm a fan of the show. Three episodes of Castle in one day. Whoa. Yeah. Hit the brakes, pal. That's right. Um, so there you go, Jaleel. We're not just talking poppycock at you, apparently. Nope. Uh, Jay's a fan. Yeah. Of, of your work uh, in that one episode of Castle. What did he play in that episode of Castle? He played an actor. Oh, okay. Uh, so there it is. I'm going to tweet this episode at you, Jaleel, whether you like it or not. Um, and here's the, uh, um, let's do a test, right? So he hasn't acknowledged my presence yet or, or yet. the podcast presence, uh, but he hasn't blocked me either. Mm. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to tweet this at you, Jaleel. And then if you are an avid listener, do not respond. <laughs> How's yeah. that? And if, so here's, this is a win-win. If he doesn't respond, I know he's listening. Right. If he blocks me, I know he's listening. Okay. Right? Because then he's like, fuck these people and he blocks me. Mm-hmm. If he responds, 
that's if, that's maybe the best case scenario. So it's a win, win, win. Everybody wins. I have set this up, but this cannot fail. No, it cannot fail. And if I may be so bold as to say, the Scion commercial is excellent too. They nailed it in All their right, one. Let's take it easy with that. It's pretty good. Lay it on thick now. No. <laughs> So that's uh, so the episode ends. Three um, J and his mom, uh, you know, Three J's mom uh, gets to live knowing that um, that Carl is a good dad to his new son, which is actually her son. And we will probably never see either of them again, if I had to guess. With no, only a few episodes it. left, that was probably Three J's swan song, right? Maybe the last time we see Reginald and Plaid. So that's the episode. Um, I'm going to get to my my special guest here, who is returning for his third appearance on the podcast. Wow! His name is Isdrubal Cabrera, and I, I hate to ask you to do this, Jay, but can you please get the fuck out of my house? Actually, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to decorate the Columbus tree a little bit more. I want to make sure it's yeah. Pretty get some for of those Columbus ornaments tonight. on there. Yes, of course. The, yeah. You know, we have the obviously the most popular ornament. You put the smallpox blanket on, sure. on the top as a star. Uh, we wish you a happy, happy Columbus, Columbus day. day. We wish you a happy Columbus day. We wish you a happy Columbus day. And I hope you have fun. Bye, Chris. See you, Jay. And let's hit the segue button here so we can segue, of course, and make it official. Here comes a segue. Here he is, uh, the the actor um, turned student actor, Ezrable Cabrera is back on the show. Uh, welcome, sir. Hello, Chris. Um, Hi. I need to first of all uh, thank you as always for having me on the show. Of course. Um, I need to apologize to you, the uh, entire family chatters family, Erica, mm-hmm. of course. Yes, my wife. Um, for my behavior last time, I was a little bit. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, let's let me just explain a little bit. So, the first time you came on, you explained if people joining us for, who don't know you. Okay. Uh, the first time you came on, you explained that you, you were almost the actor chosen to play Steve Urkel, and they didn't go with you. Uh, you are from an island off the coast of Turkey called the Island of Dreams that no one has ever heard of. Uh, you uh, have been trying to audition for many other things throughout. Uh, the last 20 years, you haven't gotten a single role. And then last time we heard from you, you were auditioning for student films all over the place. Uh, and then and then I, I want to I want to actually play you a clip of the last time you were here. Is that OK? Of course. OK, this is this is you a few episodes ago. You're in um, nobody in show business. Oh now I come back here. I and you disrespect wow. me. You know, I wish you luck. And uh, Chris, you think yeah. I need you to wish me luck after everything that I've been through, everything I've done? I was almost the Urkel, and I need you. Hey, Chris, guess what? What? You, you could kiss my butt, <laughs> okay? You okay. see this? Of course, kiss my now butt. He's mo- you're mooning me right now. <laughs> Take that. So that was you yes. last time you were here. Unfortunately, that was me, Chris, but it doesn't feel like me. You know what I'm saying? Because the road to recovery as a drug addict uh, the first thing you have to do is apologize. Some people, unfortunately, the law has to get involved. And I need to apologize to uh, Miller Boyette and um, their family for some of the things, remarks that they said about drug use and, yes, you and said, things uh, like that. You said uh, there was a lot of cocaine being done uh, at, at the craft services table uh, on the set of Family Matters, which I mean to, I've been meaning to ask you. You never got the role. So how did you even know about that? You know, Chris, you were never cast on no, Family Matters. No, I, I never got any parts. Um, 
But you know, back then, uh, cocaine was so rampant. Just I assumed. just assumed. Sure. Um, I also, for some reason, a lawyer told me I need to apologize to Hillary Duff, but I don't remember saying anything wrong about that goddess. Um, so actually, I, I believe it or not, I have a clip of that as well. So, oh, Hillary Duff is back on the market, my friend, and oh, okay. she is looking good. Uh, you know, all right. You know what I mean? You, you want to get in touch with her? But uh, you're talking about you want to have sex with her? I no, assume. No, I just want to go down on Hillary Duff. Okay. So good. So that yeah, you basically said you wanted you wanted to provide well, her with oral sex. I mean, I don't understand how that is a crime, regardless of uh, intoxication or anything. So you were. You're admitting you were um, on drugs last time you were here. Is yes. that correct? Okay. Yes. Unfortunately, I let uh, a few auditions. In and you're New not York. on drugs now? No, I'm off. I'm okay. I'm on the wagon. Uh, and there's not many wagons in the Island of Dreams. So to be on a wagon was like, oh my God, I'm on a wagon. Yeah. So wait, you're literally, you ride around on a wagon? I do now, Chris. It's all different. My entire life is different since the last time we've met. And that helps you not do drugs, just being on this wagon? Yes, because you just have a good perspective of life being that high up. Let's and the reason why I'm here today. Yes, um, I've been wondering. I'm I'm retiring from show business, and I wanted you to be the first to know. Oh wow! Let's be frank. Was I ever really going to be the Urkel? No way, Chris. It wasn't going to be. When you have someone like a Jaleel White, a Daniel Day Lewis of sorts. I mean, Chris. Have you seen this Scion commercial? Are you kidding me? I have. I have seen the Scion commercial. Hysterica. Yeah. Jaleel White is a prince and I am a pauper. Wow. It's over, Chris. I'm I've come to terms with it. Wow. All right. So this you you seem very um self-aware, I might say, for the first time. And I've only met you three times, but this time you seem very grounded, I would say, down to earth. I've never had anyone to look at and say, wow, is Drupal, you need to fix right. You need to get on the right ship. You need to fix right? Fix right, yeah. yes. Is that an expression in the Island of Dreams? Chris, there's a lot of expressions from the Island of the Dreams that people don't know about. So that's why I'm also here today to tell you that I am writing a book about the Island of Dreams. And I want you to write the foreword. Okay. So you're writing a, you're here promoting a book then? Is that that's well, why we're here? I'm developing the book right now. Um, what what is going to be in this book? Is it a, is it like an autobiography or is it just like an informational book about what you can do as a tourist on the island of dreams or what what is it? Well, it's it's going to be about a man, a, a little boy who had a dream uh, to come to America. So it's written as a, as fiction. It it's it's a little bit fiction. It's a little bit truth. Because of the fact that the little boy is Esdrubal. Really? Mm-hmm. I can't say I did not see that coming, but okay. Chris, I was a little boy and I would watch the cartoons. I would watch the Donald Duck and the Goofy and all these other people. And, you know. Who else? Well, I mean, you talk about a lot of other cartoon characters, uh, the Mighty Mouse and the Tom and the Jerry. And sure. You know, these, these any others? Keep well, going. sure. I mean, there was also a lot of uh, good cartoons. I mean, uh, uh, Rescue Rangers and uh, Darkwing Duck and Tailspin and you know, Baloo. For a quick second, made me want to be a pilot. I said, if this bear could pilot a plane, is Drupal can do this? Right. Then you didn't realize it was animated and not real. Is Drupal grew up very poor? Not like you, Chris. I mean, look, you you're from Connecticut. You you had oh, yeah. you had you had fresh pants to wear every day, and I'm well, sure. Yeah, that Chris, doesn't make me rich. I wasn't rich, Chris. What? When you were a baby, 
Yes. Did you have diapers? I assume I did. I don't remember. I, I was a baby. You were a king, okay? Kings had diapers in the Island of Dreams. Kings. That's it. Only the king. Only the kings. And the king is an adult and he still wears diapers? Yes. Who's better than him? All he does all day is eat these lovely, lovely foods that get prepared to him by naked women who pleasure him all day. And if he needs to poop, he poops in a diaper. So he's just, uh, the king of uh, the king of the Island of Dreams. Yes. What's his name, by the way? Oh, King King Farouk David Abudala. Wow, King Farouk David Abudala. So this king sits uh, on a throne, I assume. Naked women deliver him food. He eats it. Yes. While he's eating it, they're pleasuring him. <laughs> and he's, he's wearing a diaper. Of course. And then when he has to shit, he just shits in that diaper. That's right. And the, the diaper is the, is the utmost uh, thing you can aspire to. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. So now you've been in America for a while. Now. There's diapers everywhere. You could get a diaper at the store. It turns out, yes. A pack of like 60 of them. Every, I got to tell you this too. Every baby here wears diapers. They were all kings to me when I first came to this country. You thought all babies were kings of America? Well, the first baby I saw at the airport, I walked up to him and I said, Your Majesty, it's a pleasure to meet you. The mother was not happy that I approached her little child and, and said, Your Majesty. And of course, in our country, when you meet the king, you put your left hand underneath his left bosom oh. to say, Hello, king. Well, Chris, you know, if you do that in America to a little baby at an airport, his mother does not like that. I would assume not. So you tried to touch a, a baby's uh, uh, breasts. Unfortunately, yes. And, and I got arrested. And uh, is Rubel sent a tough night in the clink? That, that's fascinating. Um, so I guess you, you, you really, you need me to give you a yes or no right now on whether or not I will write the forward to this book. I would like a, a, a verbal commitment from you. Um, it would mean a lot being that you are my best friend and, um, uh, and you are the best celebrity I know. Okay. We should talk afterwards about where our relationship stands. Maybe Reginald will write the forward if you want. You know, Reginald and I, we did see each other casually um, on the Sunset Strip and, and different times around Hollywood. Yeah, um, I, think you, I think you actually said last time he did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> Well, Chris, you know, the thing is, um, I can't really talk about who did what cocaine because of pending legal matters, but um, in 1993, the entire TGIF lineup, I have to be careful now. I don't know why. No, I let's go, come on. Let's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're best friends, right? We're best friends. Yeah, yes, you could, you could, you could, tell, you could tell me I'm your best friend. Well, let me tell you something about the TGIF lineup, Chris. Yes. Uh, it was Cocaine City is what it should have been called. Thank goodness it's Friday because we're doing cocaine. And that's what it was from start to finish. T-G-I-F-B-W-C. Correct. You know, it was everywhere. Everywhere. And sometimes it would be a joke that, you know, oh, John Stamos is so fucked up that episode. I can't believe it. He's so high on cocaine. Look at the Olsen twins, those two babies high on cocaine. The babies were doing, the Olsen twins were high on cocaine? Chris, of course. When you talk about cocaine, I mean, you're talking about a drug that when you ingest it, you become a superstar. Gotta tell you, you're kind of making me interested in cocaine a little bit. I mean, look, I'm on the wagon and... But if you look, you I, own a wagon is what I'm ga gathering from that. Well, yes. you bought a wagon and that for some reason made you stop doing drugs. Yes. I mean, look, I don't appreciate you putting cocaine on the table here because are you, are you trying to test this Jubal? What I is mean, this? I thought you were into cocaine before because last time it's all you talked about. So I, 
I just bought some cocaine. I found a cocaine dealer, uh, you know, ahead of your uh, appearance, and I, mm-hmm. I just laid some out on the co- on the cocaine table for you. I, mean, I, I bought a separate table too, just for cocaine. It's now it's it is the cocaine table. That is a very fancy cocaine table. I will tell you this. Um, is that the nicest cocaine table you've seen, or have you seen better ones? Well, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something about cocaine tables. Okay, yes. uh, well, I'd love to hear it. Um, Patrick Duffy. You know him, of course, step by step, step by, by step, day. the father, yes. Um, his cocaine table outside of his dressing room. I mean, you talk about the the pageantry, the the artwork. I mean, first of all, it was part of the Renaissance era, and then it had diamonds and jewels and all these wonderful wow. things. Yes. And then the best part about it was because you know, Patrick Duffy, uh it's just a Patrick Duffy enjoyed women's vaginas is I guess the best way to put it so there was always a naked woman next to his dressing room she had this really nice tattoo Chris you know about the tattoos right by the hiney because some people like to intercourse the butt so (laughs) this girl would come up to you and be like here you go Patrick Duffy would like you to have a line of cocaine Patrick Duffy had the best cocaine in Hollywood and I know I say that about a lot of people but this time I really mean it I hope that's in the book. I have to say that I, I will read this book and I will write the forward. If you tell some of these cocaine stories, these are amazing. You know, maybe the book should just be cocaine stories. Cocaine for- stories by Azdrubal Cabrera. It makes sense to me, Chris. It's all about turning over a new leaf and being clean of all the beautiful, lovely uh, white stuff. That- uh, we could move. I, I didn't know. I, I'll get rid of this cocaine table. Well, I'll just I mean, throw it in the trash. You know, I'll throw all of this great cocaine in the trash. I just, I just don't know. Just <laughs> instead, oh my God. He's, whoa. Yes. You just did so much cocaine in front of me. Yes, I did all of it. You did literally all of it. There was a <laughs> lot on that cocaine table, I should say. Is Drupal is back, oh, baby. Is no. Drupal is back. So sorry you fell off That's your wagon. Good. It's pretty good stuff. It's not Patrick Duffy good, but you know, it's pretty good stuff. Wow, I'm, I feel so terrible. You were you were a recovered <laughs> drug addict. You were so proud of it, and now you're just are you asleep? Hmm? You're sleeping right now. No, Chris, this is just some good shit making me think about some other good shit. You know. Okay, so thanks for being here once again. We're uh, going to be famous writers, and we're going to write about cocaine. And we are going to get all the pussy. Okay. Hey, Hillary Duff, I'm going to write about your pussy. Okay. Here comes a segue. So you heard the segue song. That means we've segued back. And that means as Drupal Cabrera is gone and uh, Jay Ferraro is back. I mean, this is, I think, one of the better Columbus Day trees I've ever seen that you have up in your living room. I appreciate room. it. Uh, but you were just, I mean, the the tree is only a few feet away. Right. Did you hear any of what just happened? No, you know what I did? I actually put on some headphones and I was I know, just okay. listening to the audio of the movie Christopher Columbus or Columbus Day Columbus starring Day. Jason Statham and, and the Diesel. other actor that I mentioned earlier. Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel and yes. Gary Oldman. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, a dynamic trio. Yeah, you did have noise-canceling headphones on, which was very strange. You were just listening to audio from a movie, which I've never heard of anyone doing. But Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just how I get into decorating uh, festive trees. Sure. Uh, so that's the end of the show. You missed a good interview, by Who the way. Got, oh, his Drupal was here. Yeah, he was. How's he doing with his sobriety? Um, good. Oh, good. It's going great. It's going, that's great. It's going very well. Um, so that's the end of the show. I want to thank uh, my guests, for being here, the one who did not show up, I'm not going to thank, because why would I do that? No, don't do it. Okay, good. I will thank you, Jay, for being here. 
You're welcome. The first duet, Family Chatters uh, episode ever, and we did a duet. We sang two Columbus Day songs. Want to do do one more for for the road? Okay. Let's do that instead of a catchphrase. Okay. Uh, We'll sing our our last Columbus Day song, and then we will hit the road. Um, Rocking around the Columbus Columbus Day tree, and Columbus is coming tonight. tonight. Everyone's decorating with with the smallpox smallpox blankets, blankets, and and we're all gonna have some fun. See you next time, guys.